Nothing good about Jay Z. What's that? We rolling? Yeah, let's do it. Don't you know what a radio is, boy? Boy? Sure, but I've never seen one like that before. No one ever saw me quite like that. Because that's a very special sort mm-hmm. of radio. It's actually from the Twilight Zone, that sample. Hell yeah. Not that one, but the, the thank you sample that you're talking oh, about. <laughs> you got to go back and watch the whole series. Oh, word, damn. Word, word, word. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. 85? Oh, man, I didn't put the carpet back in here. I forgot all about that shit. Anyways, there might be a slight reverb on my voice. Damn. Mega Late Show, episode number 85. The number one hip-hop and dope culture podcast in Tokyo and Japan and the world and such places that you may be familiar with. Um, I am Mega. Ladies. Yo, this is Late. And yes, we're the Mega Late Show. Shit. I don't know. Should we get into it, like, how we're doing? We, we, we don't need to do that, yeah? Um... Fuck, if you're just jumping in on episode... I guess some people might jump in on episode 85. Yo, we're the number one hip-hop Tokyo dope culture podcast in Asia. Mm-hmm. Always bringing you weekly updates and insights on the culture out here and elsewhere, especially back home in the U.S. of A. Usually with a guest whose artistic endeavors or something of that sort that we like to highlight and shine a light on, which is why we have our guest with us today. Actually, how are you, Mega? Let's feel, do that. I feel a little bit discombobulated today, man. I'm a little bit all over the place. Started the podcast. I don't even got my drinks ready. I didn't put the carpet back into the studio, oh, so it man. sounds a little crazy. I thought I was. I thought I was ready, but I'm not so ready. Got you a gotta, busy afternoon today as well so gotta get your internal feng shui in order yeah i'm not sure how all this happened i kind of just realized all of my mistakes at once face to the east but yeah i feel i feel good man the the sun is shining and we're all stupid bet yeah be safe out there like no doubt uh dozens of people are dying a day out here yeah man make sure that you're drinking a lot of water not just alcohol yeah like me but, uh, I, was, I was gonna say more, but then the beat drops, so I was like, I'm just gonna let that stick. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, we have a, a special guest. All of our guests are special. We have a guest today that I don't know much about. I have seen him at various places, such as Beat the Best by our guy MC Buddha and the Bridge, My Hatch, and all those folks. He was also a, Babel, our guy Shad AD's event. Indeed, word up. And uh, I believe well, we'll get into everything that he does. He'll he'll explain all of those type of things to you. And um, yeah, so what's up, Scoop? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. Thanks for bringing me out here. Word. Let me just uh, let you know. Keep the mic about a fist away yeah, from your okay. face, and then we'll be good with the sounds. Okay. But yo, scoop. So, man, what's up with you? How? Where are you from? How? Tell us what you do. Okay. Yeah, I'm from London. I'm from London, East London, Stratford, Hackney. It's where I've been, grew up, raised. Um, moved out here about two years ago. It's over two years ago. Um, I'm out here doing music, um, side hustles, you know, keeping side hustles. Side hustles. Word up, word up. Yeah. What kind of music do you make, man? You're a beat producer. Yeah. You do you come from a musical background or? Uh, I'm a musician, like first and foremost, uh, jazz background, jazz and soul, uh, and then a producer. Producing wise, I produce like jingles, commercials, but mainly passion projects is hip hop. Yo. Yeah, yeah. So you came out here to be a musician or are you teaching English or? Oh, both. 
okay. both, you know, okay. looking for a new p- change of pace in life. No doubt. And uh, yeah, exploring new opportunities in music. Okay. And where you're from in London, like I'm, I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with uh, the UK at all, really. Okay. Just a, kind of a vague sense of it. And I got folks from out there, but unlike late, I haven't lived out there. Uh, what, what type of neighborhood did you grow up in? It's like, what was kind of the demographic? All right. It? I mean, my neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you've ever been to London, but like, it's the most, uh, like, culturally diverse place. I mean, like, integrated, like. Um, from like Jamaicans, I mean, my family is from Jamaican heritage. Like, um, then you have like Nigerians, like Bangladeshi, Indians, like Pakistani, uh, Polish, it's Albanians, it's really mixed. Like, uh, it's not like people kind of stay in their own areas, it's like city lines, like neighborhoods, like that. Everybody's just kind of everyone's just intermingled, and like that's how it is. Um, where I came, where I grew up was maybe just to give you an idea, maybe it had like one of the most lowest employment rates, lowest impro- employment rates in the in London City. Okay. Um, so a little bit of an yeah, impoverished area, a little impoverished bit rougher area, neighborhood. Rougher neighborhood. Like I grew up with cars being driven around the park and bent. You know, like uh, all all kinds of madness growing growing up. But. Um, I don't know, like, you know, 2012 Olympics, actually they had the Olympics in the area where I was growing up. So obviously in the last 10 years, it's changed a lot. Right. They a lot of the people I grew up don't live. A little bit. Yeah. And moved out. Yeah. Gentrified a, of, a bit. Gentrified, yeah. You know, a lot of people can't really afford to live there anymore. Mm. Rents go up. Uh, studio, I was running with a friend there. Like Rent like tripled in the space oh, of a wow. year. Um, so you had to close it all down. So. Were, were you there during the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, I was. Oh, how was that? Because you know we yeah. got that coming up out here next year, and yes. there's mixed there's mixed feelings, man. People feel different ways about it. Yeah, I mean it's a good energy to bring to the city. I mean, obviously it's exciting. Um, it's busy, a lot of people. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I mean like Tokyo is already overflowing from where I yeah, stand man. in it. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interesting to see how to- how like Tokyo responds to that. Like, people people are not so optimistic <laughs> about it. Yeah. I mean, on a grander scale, there's already the Olympics Olympics are already problematic and then when you add just the total amount of bodies that are going to be added to Tokyo, yeah, still don't think they're ready for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're saying a, a large number like 20 million extra people in this, in the greater Tokyo area. So, but word, I just was curious about that. And, and you said you've been in Tokyo for about two years? Yeah, yeah. How do you find it so far? It's great. I mean, like, uh, it's compact. There's a lot going on. Um, a lot of places to see. Food is amazing. Um, it's safe. It's peaceful. Yeah, that's it's one thing. That's a big difference, right? Yeah. Are you uh, are you making music uh, with anybody out here right now? Or are you just solo and yeah, mostly mostly doing solo. Um, I did a project um, with like a duo called Roka. Um, we worked on some songs. Uh, they released uh, like an EP called Gene last year, uh, featuring a track um, that I uh, did a verse on uh, called um, Yeah. Oh, so you rap as well? Yeah, I rap. I rap as okay, well. Okay, so, shit. Yeah, I, I produce. I rap. And I play music. Musician. 
Yeah, you uh, do you play anything else besides the bass? I play bass, guitar, keys, drums, saxophone, and flute. Oh, oh shit! Wow. So a true multi. You're like Masego out here. Do you have Do you have like a musical training background, or you just picked up instruments um, and learned them yourself? Well, my father was a musician. Uh, he was a singer and saxophone player, and like we had a lot of instruments in the house. He died when I was young, but like there was all the instruments just left around, and I just kind of picked them up, kind of learned how to play myself. Then I went to university and like uh, furthered my music uh, learning path. Yeah. Did you? Uh so you said your father passed away when you were younger. Uh, are you from Jamaica, or just your parents immigrated to the UK when um, they were younger, or did they grow up out there? Or they oh, they just... grew up. They grew okay. up out there, okay. and they immigrated. Black like, British. Yeah, Black British. Black British Caribbean, as they say in the forms. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to tick that box. Oh, <laughs> ours just uh, says African American. Yeah. Or Hispanic. Yeah. What is it? Non-Caucasian Hispanic? Right. Or no, like we that. do have non-Caucasian. <laughs> I think there's more choices now. I always had a difficult time with those things when I was a kid because I, I could I could click off Asian, I could click off Black, and I could click off Native American, but I didn't know like that if I click Native American, maybe I have better chances than right. shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. But okay, man, shit. So you you've been playing music your whole life. After your father passed away, you just yeah, naturally pretty, decided to pretty much like, uh, started guitar when I was like eight, and then um, I started bass when I was like twelve. Um, I had piano lessons like when I was like uh, seventeen. Like that was like a hobby. I was getting into producing. I wanted to up my producing game, so I thought learn keys. I could play everything. Um, oh yeah, saxophone. I, I was intimately playing saxophone like from about thirteen. Okay. Through to now, yeah. Are you best at one instrument, or would oh you that just changes? Kind of good at, yeah. yeah, depends on what yeah. you're playing and Definitely. what you're trying to play. Do you have a favorite? Bass. Okay. Yeah, bass all the way. Okay, and at the Beat the Best show, you were you were producing beats. What type of equipment are you using? Oh yeah, yeah. So funny story. Beat the Best competition. Like before, prior to that, my laptop broke so i I had to like make a beat using like miscellaneous objects on a loop looper okay so that was that was interesting experience yeah yeah i missed all were we djing at that at that one like at batika yeah okay Every soon. Okay. Yeah. yeah that I, was the same day. I missed, as the I missed all of the performances that night. I was downstairs the whole night, I think. Yeah, so. I was pretty saucy. Yeah. But word up, man. Um Bed. So what type of music did you grow up with in your house then? Oh, uh, my mom was big Stevie Wonder fan. We had like we had that. Um so there's a lot of Motown, a lot of Stevie Wonder, a lot of Michael Jackson, a lot of Marvin Gaye, Al Green. Oh, it's Redden, so that's a that's quite a lot in my background. Yeah. Just growing up around that, like joyful, joyful music, with a nice like groove. Like I think that's where like my love for bass kind of came from. You know, like James James song, all the bass lines. Um, yeah. Okay, I mean, I think that's basically what we grew up on too and shit. So cleaning the house, and no shit. doubt. Yeah, that's no a, doubt. Um, coming at that, I remember like I used to, um, I got like this tape recorder. And um, I used to like watch TV and like the music channels, like there was MTV, The Box, uh, back then on my, when we got cable. 
and then I used to just like wait for my favorite tunes to come on and record them. Then I had like this tape player that came free with Duracell batteries. And uh, yeah, you had to like a turn Walkman. Up, yeah, a Walkman. You had to turn it over to fast forward. You had to turn it over, like rewind to fast forward. So I just recorded yeah. all my favorite tracks, made some copies and stuff, like shared them with my friends. And yeah, Hell yeah. And then that's like where mainly like I got uh, my my love for hip hop came from. Like mainly just catching those tunes, like um, when they come on, like yeah. What was what was hot in London back in the day? Well, how old are you? Me, I'm 28. Oh, young guy. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. All right. So, like, what was what was the type of hip hop that you were first being exposed to? Oh, first, first and foremost, like, mainly, uh, let's see, mainly I was being exposed to a lot of Outkast. Outkast, I think I grew up with a lot of Outkast. Um, it must have been like Stankonia era then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stankonia era, but then like I think after like uh, when like elevators yeah. rosa parks yeah i mean when like cd burners came out then like, i went back and it's like you know atlinians aquemini like then i started to get like a little bit more into it um back that, then it was more on the peripherals sure but that must have appealed to you a lot because of the live instrumentation that they yeah, utilized, exactly. right especially yeah. coming as a as a young musician it, it probably spoke to you a little bit differently than some of the more uh synthesizer looped type of beats that were going on during that yeah. must have been like uh nelly uh, and track masters yeah type that shit. type of stuff right yeah i'd definitely say so i mean like also i mean back then like um i was listening to a lot of nas as well i think it's like um i remember like my friend like in pe like in like junior high school passed me like the burner cd with like old mac on it and i got that and listened to that i was like oh my days like every single track was mm. just like and then like um then like, my world for hip-hop kind of opened up i got into woo um i started listening to sort of like um biggie and then park and then i also been listening to even further back um like nwa yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. Um, Were you listening to any uh, hip hop out of the UK or any music out of the UK? Oh at that yeah, time? yeah. So like, um, around about that time, that was pirate radio, pirate radio word. time. So um, I remember like um, Kano, Dizzy, were like coming up at that time. Wiley, like um, I was in East London, so there was a lot of like house parties and stuff like that. That my olders would like go to and then there was in the park there was always like these three south circles and like people like uh kano were there like just like just chilling, chilling. In, the, chilling in the park like by the swings and kano like, is the bit. producer uh kano's uh um is mc okay word yeah yeah i have a real blind spot when it comes to the uk's music like i know dizzy rascal and like yeah. I, I was aware of a lot of people coming out from there um more so in the 90s maybe like tricky even you know yeah. what i mean but like i didn't i wasn't too closely following the grime scene but i know like wiley i just couldn't tell you their albums like yeah. that i don't know but you must have been growing up like if you're 28 then 
uh, around in your like early 20s was kind of the maybe the the peak grime period then is is grime bigger than it has ever been now and i just don't know it i feel like it was a, oh, a peak scoop. about i mean the artists about, are yeah. like charting or topping the charts i think that may yeah. be something newer newer i think all right so with grime like grime has always been for a very long time it's been something that was uh mainly um appealing um to like a small demographic of people who are experiencing the same things um like living on like estates you know like people would be like related or like friends or like maybe their oldest would be like an mc that's how you get kind of known um but a lot of that didn't like translate to mainstream music right um until like maybe there was like a funky house period and then a lot of mcs started to jump on like more of the club kind of beats and then so a lot of grime artists were doing club songs so then that a lot of grime artists from that started to get bigger mainstream and then from that they started their people more people would know about like their uh like the middle class england like if we're going outside of london going um uh like uh people start to know about um middle class people started getting into grime that meant like you know white people get into grime music then the, mu the music becomes more popular it's like right. similar with reggae so that's similar with all music art forms yeah so uh and now like and then collaborations of course like uh tinchy strider was like collaborating with Amel, who was in like Sh sugar babes or something like you know mm. and then like so you get that kind of pop uh gram crossover and then like gram eventually becomes popular or mainstream music eventually and that's and what pop happens. artists start making music similar to grind quality yeah, grind qualities and exactly the, the it becomes thing, yeah. i mean the same with hip-hop as well like um, now like almost every charting song in like in the billboards in the u.s has like a hip-hop verse sure do you know what i mean um, even though we're like maybe essentially the song is uh, arranged as a pop right tune so mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, popular hip hop nowadays is very pop, pop. sounding. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the song structure and and the approach to things like all there's this trend where uh, pop songs are becoming shorter and shorter. Sure, and, yeah. You know, and like eventually it's going to be like a show tune jingle where it's like thirty seconds and there's your track. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you just loop it, and then that like quadruples the number of plays. There's an algorithm. Then you have it. a new genre, right? Yeah. I mean, ringtone rap really makes a comeback, but it's really the length <laughs> of an actual ringtone. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. Music is a really strange thing, man. Music is a really strange thing. Do you uh, have any, like, of that music that we were just talking about? Is any of that stuff that you're listening to now, or what, what, what do you find yourself yeah, listening to? I mean, let's see. Um, so, grandma is nowadays that I'm listening to out of the UK not grandmas but i guess like uk like grime or hip-hop artist um a lot of people are overlooked i guess um the stormzy maybe he's getting quite big maybe you might know of him Heard um him. gets gets is getting um so he's always been like straight gram like he's never kind of drifted into pop he's kind of like since everyone's kind of drifted 
since Grime kind of drifted into the mainstream, he kind of came along with that. So, uh, but what's he's his name? Uh, Gets or Ghetto. So that's G. I don't know him. H e t t s. That's probably like a most Grime you'll get. <laughs> yeah. Um, Work. And it's also like drill music as well as coming out. Out of the UK, there's drill. Yeah, there's drill really? music. So it's um yeah. Um and then let's see. Koji Radical is an artist. Um he's dope. Yeah. I mean like um I actually uh worked with him from like Dear Daisy days. So like Dear Daisy was like his like art project from university and he released that EP. So I was playing um as his bassist back then. And so he's kind of like spoken word artist because there's just kind of like a big spoken word scene coming out now, like a lot of support from that behind the BBC and stuff. Word. Yeah. Uh, um, when uh, hmm, when Ruby Francis and Jazz Karis were out here, uh, Scoop and I were kicking it with them because you you know them actually. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Oh cool. Yeah, London. You, London's kind of. Sm- you perform with them or? Uh, it's just network, you know. Like uh, London's kind of small. Everyone kind of knows everyone. I produced an artist called Kemiade, and they're quite close friends with Jazz. And uh, another artist I wrote with, um, Letia Thakur, is like a Gambian R&B artist. In London, he's good friends with Ruby Francis, so it's just like you know, mutual friends, and then you know, yeah, their tour manager works with uh Blue Lab Beats or yeah, maybe like Blue the same Lab label Beats. or something, which is also Kojo Radical, yeah. I mean, like, um, Blue Lab Beats, uh, one half of Blue Lab Beats, uh, used to play drums for me in my band when I was doing my thing. That was so, I remember, that, um, and then obviously like uh Koji Radical um actually I met him through Koji Radical as well so yeah everyone's kind of connected that's okay the yeah yo can you like flex and tell us all the dope shit that you've done because uh, I'm not familiar with your career so just like pat yourself on the back have you worked with like a lot of notable artists are you a part of like a like a s- tell us about the scene that you're a part of or the type of music that you're making all right. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I know some people are, you know, averse to really patting themselves on the back, but, you know, I want people to to know where to find your music and and why they should check it out and shit. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'm not really <laughs> into flexing myself. I guess I felt like uh, I was more like lucky to be in the right place at the right time. Um, I'm. I love music so. Where there's good music, I'm usually like nearby. So if I happen to be rubbing shoulders with some good artists, it's like mm. it's more a reflection on them. Um, so, but um, people I've worked with, um, I, I play. I mean, mostly as a musician, like you, you generally like you. You might depth for someone, you might cover for someone, then you might meet someone, uh, and then you maybe play like a couple of gigs with them. So. Um, I've played with a lot of musicians who've played with quite big artists as well. Um, so I played for, um, I did a 16 city tour with Koji Radical, like um, supporting young fathers. 
Oh wow! Uh, yeah, Young Fathers are super dope. Yeah, yeah. They were. Uh, they. I don't know if they're still signed with Anticon, but they put out their first few albums with Anticon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, at the time they were when I was when we were touring with them, they were with Ninja Tune. Okay. And uh, they just like won that Mercury, so that was 2015. I think. I'm thinking maybe they left Anticon and went to Ninja Tune because yeah. I think in. Anticon is where they kind of first got like their. Yeah. It's difficult to say that Anticon's a major label, but they are an established label, you know. So. Yeah. I think but that's dope. Those cats are those cats are super uh, super dope. Yeah, super dope. Yeah. So uh, I was I was scrolling to my phone as you were talking earlier because uh, I was looking for this UK kind of spoken word music ensemble. Um, called the Buriers. Are you familiar with them? It's like Buriers. Yeah, it's like this white cat spoken word style, interesting music. Maybe I'll do it for my musical share, but I, I wasn't ignoring you. I was just I couldn't Buries. think of the damn name of the spoken word artist and I was like, ah, it was killing me. So that's actually right. new to me. I mean I don't know like the spoken word scene so much as the people I've been surrounded with. Like um there's Sophia Thacker, who's maybe like really big at the moment, she's did a couple of tours, but she uh, what's her name? Uh, Sophia Thacker, uh, T H A K U R. Um, and uh, there's also uh, Lionheart Felt. Um, there's oh, yeah, yeah. Um, biggest ones name escapes me but yeah um there's definitely like a budding like scene there um yeah london's always been kind of a a boiling not a boiling pot what is like a bubbling underneath the surface like a lot of people get their juice from london yeah yeah their jazz community was highly influential to like the soulquarians and Shit, we talk about that a little bit with Mark DeClivelo. Yeah. But yeah, uh, those like, you know, ri richly diverse cities that are massive are always going to have some type of magic happening, whether it's London, Melbourne, Los Angeles. Lord. Yeah. There's a, definitely a lot of talent there. Uh, what type of, uh, have you released a lot of music? Where could people find that? And um, like, so can you tell us about some of your projects or pro projects you're, okay. you've been a part of? Yeah, so projects I've been a part of. Um, so there's actually um, Honesty, Honesty, which is like a project with an artist called Kemi Ade. It's a soul and R&B uh, alternative uh, project. And I, I was producer on that. Um, I did um, some sessions playing on... Uh, playing bass on artists like um, uh, Kaylin Scarlett, um, like a maybe alternative pop artist, um, and then also I did like a project with uh, Latia Thacker as well, um, and uh, yeah, I did like a col collaboration with uh, uh, Afronaut Zoo as well. Uh, I don't know what that is, but that yeah, I was sounds like these dope super names. Dope. Afro not Zoo. <laughs> okay, okay. So Afro not Please Zoo. Please tell us about that. Yeah, so he's a he's a singer and rapper and producer. He's like one of the dopest voices coming out of London. He did a tour with, um, let's see. That is just one of the dopest names I've heard yeah. in quite some time. Afro not Zoo. So like, 
all of us like call him like Zulu, like that's that's been his nickname from day, and then like Afronaut Zulu kind of mm. is, is like his artist name coming out, and he's a singer and a rapper. He's like his voice is like it's amazing, and his flow is kind of kind of reminds me, kind of reminiscent of Andre. Word. So this is some of him right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Cool. Yeah, I have two stats with the... Afro-Not-Zoo. Uh, oh, it's yeah. spelled uh, like Z-U. Yeah. yeah. It's on Spotify. Yeah. This is called Oh My God with Peter Bajejo. Yeah, that's his father on the track. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dope. Word, but okay. Yeah. You did some work with this guy? Yeah, yeah. We did a studio session. Actually, like he uh, co-wrote one of my songs, which is uh, Wide Awake. Okay. Uh, he helped me on that, the chorus and stuff. So now, now your name, I've seen it stylized as like an acronym. Yes. C O O P. What does that stand for? Soul created organically, originality penetrates. Okay. Dope. So it's just like a mantra I tell myself when I'm producing, creating in general, just to like stay original, stay, stay me. Okay. This is dope. Yeah, so this is self-produced as well. Bet. I'm gonna have to check out this more often and frequently because yeah, I, I like dig this. the I dig the vibe. It's it's got a very interesting type of like a world music approach to it. Like the drums are. Ooh. Oh, this guy's dope. Yeah. Have you ever listened to uh, Knox Brown? Knox Brown? No, no, no. I don't. I don't know Knox Brown. That's new. For I think me. he's British. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. He, he is. I don't know. Kind of that same kind of. Not that world sound, but seems like they have a similar aesthetic. Yeah, I think because like a lot of people in like especially like if you're black in London, like you don't really like identify as British. Even if like you're born in Britain, maybe because uh, maybe you're like second generation or first gen, you know what I mean? Second generation, or third generation, mm. like coming from Nigeria, Jamaica. So culturally, like you kind of stay close to roots. Uh, like I know, like um, like session with like uh, artists like Afronaut Zoo, he'll come, he'll come with, he'll come to the studio with his Tupperware filled with jollof rice and like uh, so you know what i mean like yeah. people kind of stay kind of close to their roots because it's like yeah like that's how you're perceived in right. england like I, you know I, that's that's one of kind of the privileges that a lot of black folks from the uk have that in america we we simply don't because we don't really know about the culture like what part of africa we're potentially from or where that culture is a lot of that is lost whereas you know you meet people from the uk and it's like oh yeah my family's you know from ghana and so they have like this rich cultural history to draw back on if they you know if they're aware of it like in, a, in the states it's like if bl- jamaican folks are not like yo i'm african-american like yo, i'm jamaican you know like yeah, i'm yeah. from jamaica and, and that's that's kind of a really interesting yeah. thing but um yeah, I, I find it I find it fascinating that there's this kind of this uh, new upwelling of all this like ethnically sound like ethnic sounding and kind of um, cult- not derivative but like coming from certain segments of culture. People are embracing like different types of drums like Afrobeat and and uh, like uh, 
like I was listening to this Congo Tronics type of thing where it's like these people in the Congo just, you know, they took all these electrical devices and turned them into music devices and came up with this really compelling sound that is just so alien to the world of like modern popular sensibilities and from that a lot of beautiful things flourish like we were talking about the young fathers and when i first heard them i was like i mean it feels familiar in in a way because you know there's elements of it that are familiar but then there's approaches that are just so uh, wildly unique your, your music um when when you're drawing from your creative well how influenced are you from your jamaican background do you are Growing up in your house, did you listen to a lot of, you know, Barrington and yeah. Alpha Blondie and shit like that? Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, I think like um, definitely my reproach, approach to rhythm, like um, is very heavily influenced by that. Like uh, even like uh, if you like coming through with like the reggaeton beats, um, even with like the drum sounds, like uh, the drum sounds I pick um samples that I might dig like um like I love using like steel drums and stuff when I can um or sounds that like um uh, that more natural more like uh almost like dirty you know so no doubt do you have any upcoming music uh plan right now or like uh, solo releases so to speak yeah um so i've been working i mean since my laptop crashed that's kind of opportunity tragic for me. man yeah tragic. yeah i lost i lost everything no <laughs> i gotta i gotta pet my oh words like Shit. everything well like wait, wait wait what on your laptop died the hard drive okay, is not salvageable? so um my laptop um let me see so yeah like every basically yeah just everything kind of got it got like this error that I tried to fix it then I wiped it but then I thought I had a I, I wiped it clean because I thought I had my hot backup hard drive that I could just like okay it's all safe but then the hard drive was corrupted and I went to try and get it fixed and I couldn't fix it so, you know the first album that I made is lost in time like that yeah. and it's a tragic thing because I, I felt like that first joint that I made was really magnificent it's like yeah. I, I can still hear it in my dreams and meditation but all that shit is gone yes. so now you're starting from you you've re- yeah. oh, you you haven't you haven't even got oh, another laptop yet or no no actually um I'm still kind of like I got something but it's kind of like uh um actually from that laptop I did have bounces that I sent like for a second opinion and i just kind of got those masters that like i did with my mixes and then like um kind of put them together and created like a little ep called d mode okay you know, so like uh and then uh is so, that available so i'm planning to release it later this, this maybe september early In- september independently independently all right so like a band camp or something like that yeah yeah maybe so. band camp and then on platforms through like um maybe i'll use that like, cd baby and i like, put it sure. on itunes spotify etc and then that gives me like a, a fresh start i think i was holding on to it too long you know mm. like i wanted to get the mixes perfect mm. you know like 
it's the universe yeah you know pushing you forward pushing me forward so. if, if that's the case like i wonder how many times drake's detox is just like <laughs> yo, he's like i almost got it and then he loses all the he's like, what the fucking what's the point of this vault if shit keeps getting erased all the time <laughs> right it's there's like, no detox <laughs> right. man i'm telling you nah, nah, I, I feel i feel like the pressure is too much for him at this point to re to release, to release something it. It, the closest we've got to it is like compton and it sounded Dre, but it didn't have like the certain magic. Maybe there's just too much music now for him to have like really his own voice. Well, so I think he's he's got a new distinct style. Like all that new Anderson Pac stuff sounds exactly like Compton and like uh, a couple of the early Kendrick tracks mm. sound like Compton. So that's like the new Dre sound for me. He he hasn't really worked with anybody else. You know, yeah, I don't hold Dre in the same regard that I think a lot of people do. Like, Chronic 2001, some really good classic joints on there. Nah, but, you're underselling but, that like well, crazy. Well, no, like, I, I'm not talking about in, like, the canon of hip-hop or how it will be regarded objectively by music critics, but I'm talking about my personal taste. Mm. Like, there's a, quite a few on there that I absolutely love, but I'm also just like, eh. I haven't went back and listened to that for a while. If I'm going to go back and listen to Dre... I'm going to listen to The Firm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to go back <laughs> and listen to, you know, uh, Snoop's first joint or The Chronic, the original Chronic. But Word, word up. I, 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 what I'm trying to say is that I don't give a fuck about a detox at all. <laughs> and I don't think anybody <laughs> Did else. you? Well, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, let's not go into that. Were Compton. You gonna, were you going to hit me with a question or are you going to hit Scoop with a question? Because were we. I were, want you to hit me. Were we on when Compton came out? Yeah. Uh, yes. No. That came out maybe right the year before, before, right? The right before. Yeah. It's yeah, a little disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I like Anderson. And it wasn't that bad. It was like just Kendrick. like you know, after the wait and the anticipation, it was like, oh, this is. It's like a lot of shit these days. Like this is fine. Are you a Dre fan, Scoop? Yeah, I'm a Dre fan. But you know, if Detox came out, obviously I'd be like. Yo, yeah, go and listen to it. But at the same time, my expectations wouldn't be that high. Sure. Uh, I think it's best in this day and age to kind of dead your expectations when it comes to classical up. classic artists. Yeah. I mean, from from anybody, from Jay to Kanye to Pete Rock, even. Yeah. Well, some guys have been consistent. Like, Premiere is going to sound like Premiere is going to sound like Premiere. So you're going to just get that. But you know, I get a feeling like if Dre released Detox, it will sound like. Dre trying to sound like Dre. Oh, kind of but like it's a not Ghostface verse. Like Ghostface trying to sound like Ghostface. Word. Ghostface yeah. type raps. Yeah, type beat. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Dre type beat. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dre, Dre type beat. Yeah. yeah. That's hot. He should do that. <laughs> Dre, Dre type album. <laughs> Dre, <laughs> Dre type detox. Yeah, word. Who who are some of your favorite producers? Let's let's go and let's hit them with some temperature check joints. Yeah, like that. Okay. favorite producers. Producers. Favorite producers. Um, Lapalux. Um, who? Lapalux is kind of like an experimental kind of producer. Um, like if you know, um, it's kind of similar to. Let's see. Hold on, I'm gonna have to pull up some. Yeah, is he uh, British? Nah, nah. Uh, Laplux is. I think he's he's German or something. Yeah, Laplux is dope. Um, 
And it's also like, obviously, like Jay Diller, like, obviously, and then uh, Pete Rock, like classics, and like, even um, for like general music production, like if we're coming out of hip outside of hip hop, you know, like people like Quincy Jones with like a library that's like massive. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and then there's also favorite producers yeah I'm, I'm gonna say recently it's been lapalox yeah i'm not check that out with, uh, just because yeah. like i felt like i can there's new stuff that i can pull from that like mm -hmm. that i haven't heard in other sure. music there's quite a few artists that are like contemporary that have like a new type of sound like when flying lotus came out he kind of did that and then like kate renata is yeah. kind of you know was kind of that guy for a minute or maybe he still is, but okay. I see, like, Laplux is kind of similar to Flying Lotus in a way. Okay. Like, similar vein of, like, experimentalism like and, like... electronic production that hits all, a bunch of different genres and approaches. Yeah. yeah. Do you listen to a lot of music outside of hip-hop, R&B, yeah. uh, kind of black pop music? Yeah, I mean, like... Let's see, I mean... Um, if the answer is no, that's also fine. no, no, no. I, I do. I mean, like, I, I have growing up definitely had like phases. Like, I had a rock and metal phase as well. We all like the Spice Girls. We can. <laughs> obviously, it's fine, isn't it? Um, like, obviously, I think pop music as well. Like, uh, there's some things you can draw from there. I think actually making a good pop song is kind of challenging in its own way. Yeah, I think. Sure. Indeed, I think England does some of the best pop music it's and like, the radio in england is like fire like is that right the way they do remixes and things i just think it's like on another I, level I'm than not radio sure, like America. uh how the music industry works there like what type of um major labels kind of dictate the radio waves or whatever like who who owns the radio out there i'm not sure i, I know like um seems like know, tim westwood and giles peterson well <laughs> you know like um what is it like um what was it uh mary uh there used to be a lot of like really dope college radio style joints that would play a, a lot of interesting independent artists and for some reason right now i can't like what is it B, uh bbc, BBC B, like, like there's like six radio music. one radio one um who's the chick i think maybe she passed away but she was running this station for a long time mary something i want to say not sure but, but um there yeah they were heralded as like these really incredible tastemakers, taste yeah. and uh, that that was up in like even in the aughts in the early two thousands. These people were still considered that, and we kind of lost that in the United States due to the monopolization of all these mega conglomerates controlling all of music media and the way it's kind of disseminated to the public. But it seemed like the maybe you know the UK didn't wasn't as affected by that. I mean, still, like, there's avenues that you have to plug your music through. Like, if you want to get onto radio, like, it's, in many cases, it's going to cost you to get your demo right. or your, your your track onto the higher higher pile. But actually, a lot of a lot of a lot is dictated by blogs nowadays as well. Like, um, if your music gets a lot of notice through blogs, and then it catches enough plays, then it can catch some heat with through social media and then that can end up in radio um a lot of live sessions um youtube channels that are run in the uk and then all um 
obviously like a bbc radio one live lounge um i don't know man people abroad do it better like what is it a colors show a colors yeah yeah that shit's dope and is like, that is that the joint where the artist is like in a colored, colored room yeah okay i saw a few i saw earth gang and jpeg mafia's video and a couple other artists for that that's really a great way to highlight their art and then like um in australia they have uh, like a like a version which is when they do cover songs which is and they do that's pretty brilliant. A spin on it. It's pretty dope. I feel, I feel like some, like that was just sitting there for somebody to take, and they <laughs> yeah. finally got it. It's a brilliant flash there. It's like mahogany sessions as well. It's like one of the more like acoustic ones. Like a lot of saw artists come through, like that like Sam Henshaw. Oh, he's uh, dope. Yeah. That's the uh, track. Um, Ami? No. Ami. Asuka. That's the track. Oh, that she played? No, no. Nami picked it. Okay. The, uh, These are former guests, by yeah, the way. Yeah, former guests. Uh, okay. On our show, they, they played uh, that. You're right. The church song with Earth Gang on Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Sam Henshaw's dope. Yeah. Actually, um, I forget the name. Their tour manager, uh, Jazz and Ruby, he, yeah. he told Mike. me. Is that what it is? I think it was Mike. Oh, uh, no, no. That's the, the, oh, la- that's the label the tour. guy. Oh, that's the label guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah but yeah, he told me, yeah, you need to check out his other stuff, too. And I did, and it was also good. Yeah. Oh. So he's kind of he's in the sim- sort of similar scene in london as well yeah um that song is crazy church church yeah yeah that song is dope uh, jacob banks as well not familiar uh, with him yeah he's another number soul singer like i think you get kind of a lot of so much music man yeah it's a lot of music so I much mean, talent uh jerome thomas he's an artist i worked with as well he did a colors recently oh okay um, yeah you should check out his song bruises it's, it's a dope change. It's kind of like reminiscent of D'Angelo mm. kind of vibes. Are you working with anybody out here? Uh, have out you? Here, what, how? What type of uh, like? Uh, how? How's your experience as experience an artist been in Tokyo? In Tokyo, I mean, at the moment, like I guess it's mostly been uh, exploring more, like taking taking things in. Um, I've kind of been focusing on actually more like I'm actually trying to do an event myself. Uh, okay. start an event so I've been focused on that rather than uh, writing or and I mean I, I write every day but in terms of like producing or recording it's kind of difficult at the moment when you say writing do you mean lyrics or music writing lyrics both? writing music both okay. yeah like uh, whether it's making jingles and stuff like that but um, so far at the moment like more focused focus being on the live aspect mm. Yeah. So do you do you gig a lot? Yeah, I gig. Maybe I've been gigging like around like twice or three times a month. That's, I, it, that's a it pretty and, busy yeah, schedule, and, though. Yeah. Comes and goes. I mean, sometimes you get like sessions for bass, like on a cruise ship. Like, oh, uh, shit. Okay. like uh, now, nah, some you know, that like doesn't just happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never heard, late and I have never, never been anybody. booked for a cruise <laughs> ship. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's just like playing like in a jazz trio. Or like you know, like a depping for yeah. someone. It's like those kind of de- that's kind sure, of work. Sure. What would you work. say, depping? Like uh, deputy, like replacing someone. Someone can't play, uh, and you just go and they give you the sheet music. You play the standards. Deputy. Yeah. yeah. I, right. I was deputy, I was like, just gonna let him rock with it. I understood what he was getting at, but I didn't know if it was like a, a like a UK you know, term I'm, I'm, or like a music term. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm super fine being like, oh, I don't know what that is. Like, I'm super fine. I, I got the yeah. gist, so I was just going to let it rock. Yeah, yeah depping, like, depping. Yeah, like. Is that a musical term or is that yeah, a... Yeah, okay. I, guess, I guess it's a musical term. I don't okay. I don't know if I've heard it, like, 
used by Americans, but I guess I think so. Okay. Yeah, it just means subbing. And okay. in these situations, are you playing with mostly Japanese, yeah, um, Japanese musicians? Both, both. It really depends, like um, who's who's the connect. Sometimes it's a UK con- UK connect who's out here doing something. Mm. Sometimes it's like an American person I met through like teaching English or something, but they're doing music as well. Uh, sometimes it's like a Japanese person I know from like Japanese friends, family, isn't it? Dope. Like, um, are these like shit? I'm saying like too much. Are these the usual venues that we're used to? Your Baticas, your the rooms, or are you in more kind of just spaces where this kind of musicality happens? Yeah, I'm usually don't step on uh, cruise ships. It's a mixture. I mean, like the cruise ships is not so often. It's more like uh, a gig you might get. Like uh, it's it's nothing's consistent really. Mm. Uh, so. Um, I did like a, I was like connected with uh, Tokyo was here, um, do you know, um, Jesse. Yeah. yeah, that's the homie, that's uh, the folks. So I did like, um, he invited me out to do a couple of uh, like feature on a couple of his events as well. Were you with um, the guy who had the art gallery at a yeah. Nantoka garage? Yeah. Yeah, you were on that. I remember yeah, that. I was on that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make it out to that. Yeah, that was a dope event. Yeah. Word. And um, I did like Tokyo Love Hotels as well, like you know, uh, live, huh? You you did a live set? Yeah, I did a live set. It was kind of interesting because like that's a weird space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I wasn't. I wouldn't say that was my favorite gig. Where, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, I've, I've I've actually played there like a DJ set, and they had uh, some live Sankey, acts Sankey's, like a yeah, Sankey's penthouse. the penthouse, and. Because there's no stage, you're just... Well, I don't know the setup for Love Hotels, but it's interesting. Especially if you're having live artists between DJs. It's, Mm. yeah. I saw Goyama and Phonics there like a couple weeks ago, and it was my first time to the venue. Were there a lot of people there? Because usually... No, not really. I know at Love Hotels, that shit is packed. Yeah, it was packed. Is it upstairs and downstairs, the two floors? Upstairs and downstairs, yeah. And you guys perform downstairs? Yeah, downstairs. Well, I didn't do hotels. I did a different event. Right? Well, same venue. Yeah. But shout out to them. It looks like they're they're. I, I really appreciate what they're trying to do. Usually, their events, the Tokyo Love Hotel event, is multiple different approaches to expression. They'll have like uh, henna tattoos or whatever, yeah, and people doing hair or folks selling uh, clothes, live art and clothing, and mm-hmm. uh, all types of different artistic in, uh, endeavors. Our, our homie, uh, our homies over at the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. Uh, featured um, the organizers on their uh, Kalen and Robin. Yeah, they're yeah. dope. They're dope. Yeah. I would yeah. like to get them on the podcast to talk to them, but they seem rather busy. We haven't reached out, but cool folks. Yeah, I actually met. I think I met. I was doing a gig at Trump Room, and then that's I met them there. And then they invited me through. I wasn't sure what you to performed expect. at Trump Room too. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, How, how'd you do that? So. Um, I performed that. Um, I performed at this one place. Oh, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's like a obscure kind of bar. And like my, f- um, I met this person who was doing a like a pop up there, mm. like uh, in Trump Room. No, no, at this other place. Oh, okay, okay. And he was doing, but he also does like music events, and he was doing an event at Trump Room. So then he invited me through. I've only seen one live act at Trump Room, and it's just. 
the space is so weird. Not, it doesn't seem conducive for watching somebody perform. Yeah. Isn't it closing it, down soon? I thought it was it's done. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they had their final show like last month or the month before. Or Rest the in final peace. Event. <laughs> I never, I had never been there. It was dope when it was dope. Word, yeah. word, yeah, word. Yeah, I mean, both two times I played there was a vibe. I only went twice, so. What What's your uh your live setup? Are you? It depends, man. I mean, um, sometimes I'm playing. I'm rapping over track with DJ. Oh, uh, okay. Sometimes, but See, a lot of the time I do like a live acoustic act where I'm playing drums, guitar, bass, and rapping and singing. Because I've only seen you at one of Shad's events. It wasn't. Maybe it was a babble. I don't remember, but it was at Ruby Room, and I think you were on the bass then. Yeah, I was on guitar, and I had like a pedal that made the lower note sound like a bass. So I was Word. playing like bass and guitar same, and then mm. I had a drummer as well. Maybe that event. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I play with a full band. Sometimes I play just me. See, I can't uh, imagine a guitar in Trump Room. That kind of throws me off. I can't mm. imagine the crowd like sitting for that. Yeah, or, I mean, a lot of the times I don't know where I'm going to, or like the the event organizer doesn't really give me so much information, mm. like. I'm not sure what to bring, whether it's more of a trap thing. So I kind of bring things just in case and try and get mm. temperature of the room and try it out. Uh, like Tokyo, a lot of hotels, I did like a live set. And I think I should have done a D, like a DJ, a DJ. Live uh, beat type of set. Yeah. I think th- because I was playing live, but like um, there's like two different speakers like and there's like a lag. And so it was throwing me off, uh, like, cause there's like, you don't have any monitors, like. Yeah, so. I didn't have any monitors, so, like, um, I didn't know what they had there, so I just kind of brought what I had, and it wasn't really compatible with the venue. Mm. So, I mean, like the it was, like the the event was live. Like, I really enjoyed the event, but my show, I wasn't one of my you favorite you sets. Yeah, yeah. Tokyo is weird, man. Like, yeah. there are so many spaces and venues, but when when the folks who like to mix together, like like-minded people, like Shad, he's he's kind of got it down. Like he's found his spots where he can have DJs and live acts and it'll be no problem. But when other places try to do that, it's more like, oh, this is more of a DJ kind of space. Like, you mm. know, people are here to listen to music like from a, a set or something. And then there are the live houses, which aren't really set up for DJs and then when you try to mix like the crowds either different or the the set isn't set the right way you try to go back and forth and it's a long time between it just kind of throws the whole night off mm-hmm. and you think with Tokyo there'd be more options but it's either like at that level where everybody can you know play together or the next step up where you know you're going to Vision or WWWX right. and it's kind of inaccessible in that way yeah yeah what are your thoughts on the music scene in Tokyo so far? My thoughts, I think it's it's diverse, but it's kind of hard to crack into. Like, um, especially as a hip hop artist, um, first of all, there's the language barrier. Like, um, it's also the cultural barrier. Like, what I'm talking about in my music is quite related to where I'm from, um, and not many people here can relate to that. Whether um, most people here maybe like. Um, are either Japanese or, um, or if they're f- coming from somewhere else, a lot of people who are English uh, native English speakers are mostly American, 
um, the hip-hop culture in American hip-hop culture in UK is kind of different culturally. Indeed. Bet. So um, it's kind of hard to see where I can sit, where I can fit. That's why it's been more sort of taken in and trying to find some find a find a sound that works that kind of gels here, and then yeah, see if I can get something going. That seems to be kind of the general approach to everybody. It's like there seems to be something going on that you could be a part of, but finding it and then actually kind of establishing yourself and making something of it is a whole different thing. Let's go into. Do we have any more temperature checks? Um, I mean, I, I always want to ask, like you know, like your top five favorite MCs and things of that nature. Uh, you know, the first albums that you bought and stuff like that. But I don't know who's your uh, who are your favorite MCs. You mentioned Nas and Outkast earlier, yeah. but Nas, Outkast, um, Biggie Smalls, Tupac, Kendrick Lamar. I feel like. I feel like, um, I mean, the Kendrick answer for sure, but you said you're 28 years old? Yeah. That's a, I feel I feel like there should be like a little bit more of a difference. Like you got yeah. 90s hip hop sensibilities, oh, but he said he got that CD burner, went back, did yeah. the knowledge. I mean, like I didn't have like so much access other than, I mean, unless I was listening like, to radio or like to what everyone else was listening, but a lot of um what i got was from my olders so a lot of my music like um especially where i grew up like um when i first moved into area i had, I had like older people that would look after me that like i'd um you know whatever it is and then uh, from there i would learn like about mu the music taste from them so like right. that, that's kind of where i'm coming from in it uh, so yeah uh do we take a Let, little break? Let's pause and then just get set up for break some. Said I was like, let's pause and let's get this musical, musical share shares. going. Let's just go. In. So we're let's back get this musical, musical share going. going. Yeah. All right. So first up, late is going to go. If we have time, I'm going to share my shit too. But it depends. We, we're kind of tight today. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I was listening to some my spotify and some artists popped up one of them was a japanese uh, rapper and on the song there was an r&b an r&b singer and i'm actually gonna you'll hear that maybe next week because we're recording two today but i want to play a song from a guy that uh i stumbled onto through you know listening to him and related artists and this guy's name is tinder T-E-N-D-R-E. And this is a cover of Thundercat. Okay. Okay. And they're on a label called Space Showers. Oh, that is funky. And I think, um, well, my, my Japanese student was telling me Space Showers is also a paid TV channel out here. Nobody this on the floor. And they have a bunch of dope artists on the label like the r&b singer i originally said i think m flow was also on the label and uh, some other people Baby girl, 
It's cool because as much as I like that um, Thundercat track, sometimes I do wish it had more of like a, I don't know. I, I kind of like the electronic dance kind of feel and I, I kind of wish there was a version of that because it's super funky and there's a groove to it. So this is a nice little Yeah, it's like Mitchell did a remix. Oh, is there one? No, I mean, oh, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Word, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exa that's exactly what I would be looking for. This has a, a quite a different vibe. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm gonna delve into this label a lot more. Seems like they have some dope stuff going on. What's the label called again? Space Showers. Space Showers. Nice little groove. Also, I don't, I haven't found a lot of Japanese R&B, at least contemporary, that I like. There's some older stuff like you know Utada or you know uh, Crystal K even, but. I haven't found a lot of new stuff because it's all too poppy or right. Euro dancey sometimes or J poppy. But uh, with this label, I feel like I'm getting exposed to the kind of stuff that I like to listen to. Actually, um, that show we were at with, uh, I forget the name of the label, uh, with Jazz Karis and uh, Ruby Francis, uh, the Japanese singer there, Malika, she's pretty dope. But her stuff sounds more like American R&B. The flyer, yeah. sweet, 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 sweet soul, soul sweet soul records. Nobody move, nobody move, nobody move, nobody move, nobody move, nobody move. Yeah, that's it. I, I like you could kind of pick up on the uh, the accent just a bit. Word, yeah, word up. So that's T E N D R E and uh, them changes Thundercat cover. All right, word scoop. Let's go into your choice. Are you playing some of your music? Okay, I'm still kind of thinking if I can play. Should I play one of mine? Or we, I, I definitely something? want you to play one of yours so people can people okay. can hear it. And then if there's something you want to share, we might have a minute for that too. Okay, cool, so. cool. Yeah, so this song is called Samo. If you know, like Jean Marc. On Michelle Basque, yeah, yes, yes, um, same old shit. So it's just about things, kind of, uh, you know, like uh, monotony and um, many people living the same kind of life, same kind of process or uh, lack of change. 
and just kind of trying to break out those cycles of monotony. So yeah, this song. This, this is you. Yeah, this is nice. one of mine. So. So I was, I've been kind of um, wanting to do like a cinematic hip hop kind of vibe. Yeah, coming from like doing uh, pitches for uh, movies and stuff mm. like that, I wanted to do kind of fuse. Yeah. Mixed with like is that your is that your voice in the background? Yeah, yeah, that's that's my voice in the background. So. so some songs some of my songs i usually like start with a poem or like i have some maybe the song comes from a poem and then it becomes like yo you've got a dope um the way you created like an atmosphere on the track is dope it sounds very full yeah, I think maybe like the cinematic approach. Yeah. That, um, even the mix isn't fully done yet, but like uh, um, I try to make it as 3D as possible. This is dope. Do you um do your own engineering also? Yeah, yeah. Um, for the most part, unless I get stuck. <laughs> So this is you did the bass, I'm assuming the guitar. Oh, everything. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, guitar, um, drums, like a beat. Yeah, just uh, produced it, produced it. Do you have a studio out here? Uh, at the moment, it's all home studio. Where? Yeah, it's all home studio. Uh, I'd like to try and build something in the West, you know. Yeah, building up some some cash getting the equipment back up you know. yeah. I sold most of my things to get out here so where it is kind of starting again it's nice should link you with our guy uh, Kylo he's looking for artists to work with Sweet. yeah Kylo's uh, phenomenal as well multi-instrumentalist played multiple bands different genres really talented guy uh, from South Africa cool Kylo yeah Oh shit! Oh shoot! Oh, no, it's all good. Can you uh, hit us with that later, though, so we yeah, can? Yeah, yeah, okay. We put the full track at the end. Word up! Is there anything else you want to play for us, man? Another one of your yeah. tracks, maybe? Um, actually, I'd like to play a little something. Maybe some like uh, a lot of people don't hear like hip hop, hip hop that comes out of the UK. Mostly people hear grime. Um, Busted. So, so one one artist I find is quite um, unique. Who this is Tiny Man? Mm. Oh, I don't know him. So we just had a homie, um, Mansoor Fritz, 
on and he comes from a like a hip-hop background from the uk yeah not the grime background so much so he was putting us on to a lot of different artists who were yeah i didn't really know phenomenal. Yeah. most of the people he was yeah. talking about so i appreciate you sharing that with us like, yeah so really it's, a, it's a i think it's a unsung scene you know like uh because overshadowed by the grime yeah i mean because like um the people who it relates to is kind of a smaller like uh smaller demographic Oh, is that the guy? Okay. The next guest is here. Okay. But yeah, who are you going to share now? Yes, this is Tiny Man. And uh, this track is called The Mountains. I remember hearing this track. It kind of brought me back to like Buster, like early Buster days. This does sound like that Buster, Missy, Ludacris kind yeah. of vibe. Is this new? Yes, yeah, it's new. Seeking is believing. Fly like a future Uber, gone to where I'm dreaming. Yes, men will never know the benefit of true freedom. I can't be folks in the pool for the snakes. My lungs bleeding. Fake love in the air. I'm done wheezing. Mask off. Oh, this is hot. Face paint leaving. Sting with a buzz. Rapper start from the seed in the Maddie Banton. Is he uh popular or well known? Yeah, I mean like. It's kind of like um, yeah, definitely. It's still kind of underground. Like people know him, like rate him, but it's like in terms of getting mainstream or rate uh, more radio play, it's like it's, a, it's difficult for artists like that. I mean, like there's artists like Barney artist as well. He's dope. He's dope. I've heard he's a singer, right? Yeah. I think like. With uh, Barney artist is rapper, but like he's did like a lot of collaboration with like Tomish and stuff like that. Right, right, and right. Through that, it got a little bit more mainstream. Oh man, I get like, I get him in a uh, Jordan Ray. Jordan Ray, yeah, I yeah. get him in Barney mixed up, but yeah, I've heard a couple of tracks. Yeah. Uh, I like all I like that whole. Well, I don't know if they're a crew, but that sound like Loyal Carner and uh, Manic MC, Rebel Clef, those dudes are dope. Yeah. Tweet like music ain't the only thing they're doing. A couple man stump for the ground, but the shoes hold the weight. Doing nothing for the fans, but hoping all these social trades slip bait. I'm self made. Yeah, I mean, definitely like, um, so he's from a crew called, um, Gang. And like, there was a lot of kind of confusion because obviously there's like Wolfgang with like, uh, like uh, wait, he, you said Wolf or so Orf? Wolfgang, like Orphan Gang. Like, so ah, it was okay, like, okay. Um, so there was that, it was kind of like people thought there was a connection or, you know, like mm. there was a misunderstanding there, but like, yeah. And uh, actually, yeah, and uh, Afronaut Zoo and, um, and Koji Radical are also like connected with Orphan Gang as well. Oh, so they oh, actually really? come, so um, like Tiny Man was the actually founder of that crew. So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to do research on all these names you're saying. This track is dope though. I just missed most of that conversation. I was bringing our next guest into the studio. So we're up. Word. Yeah, man, this shit is dope. Yeah, so that's uh, Tiny Man, The Mountains. I got so much research to do. 
it's a never-ending it's a never-ending game so super music, annoying man. Of, so much of music, music man, man. Yeah. if if i was to go out and listen to every single artist that was recommended to me by people that come onto the show i would never have any time to find my own music word up do you have any upcoming shows scoop yeah oh before uh, we get into that we want to hit you with some of these unchanging questions okay yeah. So the unchanging are questions that we ask all of our guests, and we're going to do that now. So, um, Mary Fuck Kill, Family <laughs> Mart, 7-Eleven, Lawson's. Okay. I'll marry that Family Mart. I'll kill... I'll kill Lawson's, and I'll definitely fuck 7-Eleven times. Mm. What is uh what is the reasoning behind this? You reasoning. your list is pretty okay with me. <laughs> reasoning it's fine with me. Okay, let me I'll, I'll break it down, I'll break it down. So um Family Mart, like they have some like generally they got a lot of the, I like their donuts. They got quite of a nice selection. A little bit pricey. I like the family chicken. I like their fried chicken, so I definitely I like to marry that. Now seven eleven. So right it's like i don't like their bentos they're kind of dry but mm. actually i like their bacon like i didn't really like japanese bacon because it's to me it just tastes like ham right but like you know something for the morning like yeah yeah 7-eleven bacon does the trick and the coffee's not bad mm. yeah so it's kind of like yeah. a quick wham bam okay. kind of that's why i say i fuck 7-eleven lawson's yeah like lawson's i mean cheap drinks Lawson's 100 is good. I like the cheap drinks. But other than that, like, I mm. don't really fuck with Lawson's okay. too much. I mean, we all have our approaches to this. Straight up. Favorite Yo. member of the Wu-Tang Clan? Okay, favorite Ghostface killer. Mm. Mm. For that Ghostface type verse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your theme music when you enter a room? Oh, Return of the Gangster. Hey, hey. shout out to Mr. Mark Morrison. Oh no! No, the oh, Return no, of the no. Gangster. Yeah, that's Return yeah. of the Mac. No, nah, Return of the Gangster is uh, Andre Thousand Outcast. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yo, it's the Return of the uh, Gangster. That's Aquemini. Yeah, Aquemini. I mean, yeah. both of those are pretty dope, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, you might, might have to do a mashup, like a remix of both of them. I don't know. It took me a while to... You might be going too far with that one. That, that's a stretch, right? That's a stretch. To uh, appreciate that Giorgio Moroder sample. Mm. But yeah, that shit is crazy. The chase, that shit is dope. Um, I don't want to ask you like to. Did you prepare for the devil and angel question, or would you have to think about it? Devil and angel question. Hmm. I have to think about it, but let's see. Uh, Let me go ahead and lay it out for our listeners that are maybe tuning in for the first time. If you were to have a hypothetical angel and devil on your shoulders that represented those two aspects of yourself, what musical artists would they be? Okay, musicalized. I so let's say devil. Okay, who would be my devil? Maybe. Let's see. I, I'm going to have to say 50 Cent would be my devil, actually. Fair. Because, like, there's so many so many tunes that, like, 
you could bop to like you know like like i mean remember like early like for me like my early club days was 50 in it so that was like that was kind of my 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 coming into my own like as a you know youth <laughs> youth um you know i'm up in my hood can keep hearing niggas saying i'm supposed to die tonight you know like right. kind of like you know so uh and then like my angel i'm gonna have to say beyonce mm. yeah, beyonce's my angel i, I like when our that. guests pick women yeah. it doesn't happen enough but i'm, I'm with that yeah that's yeah. a good answer just because she's godly yeah i mean in all sorts of ways empowering strong yeah positive yeah man straight up role model yeah for both genders they are definitely role model she does uh, her thing who is somebody that you look up to or uh, respect that you would like to get respect back from okay someone who i respect who i'd like to get respect back from or if they, if they did, were to they, hear your music and say wow i really enjoy what you're doing with this art all right so i would say quincy jones if you heard my music and you said ah oh, this is dope then that means like if 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 quincy rates you then you know you know you got something in it because like his track record is like crazy and like um what he's done with himself in his life like coming from where he's coming from to where he's at and like um and his music library his like musicality is crazy like, all right bad respect for that dope. the praise i mean there's not many other places that you would say were higher praise than quincy fucking jones you know what i mean so yeah. i mean stevie wonder yeah but i mean stevie's an artist quincy is like the producer so yeah. word up and finally what uh biopic would you like to see made about who and who would you cast to play okay them? i would like to see a biopic about jay dilla starring michael k williams Ooh, yeah, i think that's that, a good choice i think um i think his life story is one that's known to musicians known to producers known to rappers but like outside of that hip-hop world or that right. bubble like people don't really like know like about this person's uh work ethic about this person's like influence right. on the hip-hop community um he's considered a musical genius by some tremendously talented musicians, musicians formerly yeah. trained you know who else who else uh said they'd like to see a dilla biopic i, for, I forgot mark de clive yeah yeah and i i think i said i wanted ving rames to play him or something <laughs> he's like nah it's too big <laughs> but yeah yeah michael k williams would actually kill that michael yeah. k williams would kill anything actually yeah, I mean. he could he could do the tom cruise biopic and kill that <laughs> he's fucking phenomenal but work that's a great choice man yeah. do you have any upcoming shows uh yes yeah, so i have an upcoming event so i'm doing an event uh called scoop sessions it's like a jam session or cypher um featuring live musicians coupled together with uh live production uh live production and mcs come up um you can rap over or like mc over um or sing over 
tap dance over. I don't care. Like over like um some of the most iconic beats produced, um played live by live musicians. Ah, okay. Um so That's I've a got, vibe. Yeah, so um I've like uh, handpicked like some musicians that I've I've met over the course of being in around here. Um, Do you fuck with Hero King? Hero King. Yeah. I share Hero King. It's a mild out event. Uh, something similar. Live okay. band playing. Uh, usually there's a theme, like Kendrick theme okay. or like um, did Black he do Women. Like did he, did he do like an Anderson Pack? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't I didn't go to that, but like I heard of the event. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a really great it's a really great event, but not similar. exactly like what yeah. you're talking about. But yeah. yeah, the band is dope. Well, there's space for everybody to kill it with that type of event. So yeah, yeah. Up. I mean, we have like a host band, but like um, other musicians can get up and play the tunes they know. You know, it's just mm. like a jam session is kind of open. I want to try and create Show a community. With my triangle. <laughs> yeah. Kill that shit. <laughs> Tight, though, though, hand out some shakers in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do yeah. you have a date set for that yet? Or, yes, yeah, so it's gonna be like a third Friday of every month. Uh, so next one coming up is actually next Friday. Um, so that will be on okay. the 23rd. The day that this is that comes today, out? that's today. Yeah, that is today. Word, yeah, this comes out on the 23rd. So that's okay. today. Where is it at? Um, it's gonna be at uh, Love. Uh, uh, love song peace live cafe i'm not familiar with that place. yeah it's such a new venue it's in kyodo oh yeah. where is that kyodo. i don't know where kyodo is uh so it's on the daku line it's near okay. it's near like shimotazawa okay so it's like around there it's it's, it's a, it's a new, nice venue um let me see Bet. so Definitely, like, I'd encourage people to try and come through for that. Is this, um, like, an all-night thing? Yeah, it's going to be... I mean, it starts from, like, 7. It goes on to whenever people are tired and go home, want to go home. Because, like, actually, the venues like, fully soundproofed and everything. So, like, or don't have to worry about the neighbors and stuff. You can be as loud as you want for as long as you want. There's no restrictions. The venue owner is like a really dope cat from US. She works in the US Embassy. And uh, yeah. Um, cool. So, and then after that. Um, he works at the US Embassy? Yeah, yeah, he does. What's his name? His name is Rory. Bert. Okay. Bert Lindsay. Yeah. You know, the homie uh, Rory works at yeah. the US Embassy as well. They might know each other. They probably know each other. Yeah. Yeah, love, peace, and soul. Love, like peace, and soul. Ahead. Live cafe. Yo, hit hit me with that flyer later so Please. I can put it on the calendar. Yeah, yeah. cool. So, yeah, we'll do. You got anything else of yours coming up? Um, so I'm being focused on that, but um, often live, uh, maybe I'll be playing. Um, I have something in the woodworks for the 21st of September, um, but it's not confirmed yet. So. Yeah. Stay tuned for Just that. Just let us Stay know tuned. and we'll make know. sure that it gets mentioned. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. What else sure. is on the uh, on the menu there? Yo, also today, the 23rd, we got a... Maya, no? Maya. Damn. Thought I could read this. Kenta. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Slack at Liquid Room for their 15th anniversary. 
I'm gonna guess that's Mayan, no, Maya. It's definitely Kenta, perhaps, maybe. But yeah, go check them out at Liquid Room. And uh, on the 27th, BJ the Chicago Kid is gonna be at Billboard Live. Mm. Cool. And on the 31st, uh, Saturday, next week is Tight. Which is going to be, of that course, DJ Yes, DJ Quiet Storm, and a whole bunch of other people at uh, Club Asia. And, um, you know, there's all the regular events that are normally on the calendar. The Breakdown is this week. Captain Vinyl is this week. Uh, yeah, so peep the calendar, see those things, and go check out some of this new stuff or uh, one-off things. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, short this week. Oh, yeah, and every Thursday at Coins Bar, Urban Aristocrat and myself. Timeless or cooling? Cooling, cool. Yeah, I don't know if we're switching it up anymore, More. if it's all just cooling. We kind of just fuck around. All right. In the dopest way possible. And we would not do it any other way. Mega H Show, episode number 35. Yo, Scoop, thank you for rocking with us today, man. Yo, SCOOP, appreciate it, man. Thanks for should I through. call it S-C-O-O-P or should I like... Yeah, C-O-O-P is cool. Scoop, S dot's all right. It's all right. Scoop? S dot. Thank you, fam. Oh, yeah. I didn't have any applause drops. Oh, oh shit. I almost oh. fucked up, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get that going. Oh, yeah. We didn't do any drops. So. <laughs> like zero. Yo, where can we find you on social media? Social media. You can find me on... I have a website www.scoopoftheartist.com yeah scoopoftheartist.com um links are on there for soundcloud if you type scoop with the dots in between s.c.o.o.p in soundcloud um i come up um twitter scoop artist instagram scoop music official let me double check that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get it right for the, yeah. the show info. Scoop Music Official on Instagram. Bet. Straight up. Appreciate you, fam. Yo, Mega Late Show, episode 85. It's always like this. Forever and always. I'm like, like arm hit.
To where I'm dreaming, yes, men will never know the benefit of true freedom. I can't be folks in the pool for the snakes, my lungs bleeding. Fake love in the air, I'm done. Reason mask off like I'm cane, but the face paint leaving. Sting with a buzz, rapper start from the ceiling. I'm Maddie Banton with the vibes, all the gang, we ask cleaner. Uh, the buffness scares you. If I was you, I would stare too. My life a movie, this time I'm the villain. You thought that I was done or finished? Don't play yourself. Yo, brother, don't play yourself. I'm pretty Raheem fan, man, we'll take a girl. Oh, she loved the sauce, and yeah, she rate the smell. A bottle of penny, I'm Ray J to her, wishing well, I wish you well. Bad like I never left. Bad like I never left. Yo, I'm bad like I never left. Bad like I never left. I tell her, hey, a fool back, you will never dare. Never, 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 never. Yo, I'm bad like I never left. Bad like I never left. I got the steeds like little Caesar's a breezer. Don't need no flowers in my hair to be carefree, bruh. Black boy magic short brother being in season. The tunes are in bloom like Erin and Christina. I love an artist act like humans. And tweet like music ain't the only thing they're doing. A couple man stunt for the ground, but the tunes hold on weight. Doing nothing for the fans, but hoping all these social traits slip bait. I'm self-made. Her head is laid, what a feeling. Two shade of sun rays, got a skin beaming. Coco butter kisses, yo, she down for the cream and her ass tick like our dough and stress, but it needs squeezing. A couple Maggies for the all night. I'm in a high grade, I'll be dabbing around a campfire. I like one up, then I. My team's super bad, that's worth a desire. Bad like I never left. Bad like I never left. Yo, I'm bad like I never left. Bad like I never left. I tell the eight or fool back, you will never dare. Never, 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 never. Yo, I'm bad like I never left. Bad like I never left. Yeah, I'm bad like I never left. Bad like I never left. Yeah? Hey, yeah, I'm bad like I never left. I'm bad like I never left. Oh, after the eight or four back, you will never die. You would. Yo, so four back, you will never die. Yeah, I'm bad like I never left.